from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is the Thai Cats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. Thanks for joining us on Thai Cats This Week. I'm RJ Broadhead with Luke Tasker and Luke, what a game we've got Friday, 7.30. It'll be on the Thai Cats Audio Network. It's the biggest rivalry for the Tiger Cats against the Argonauts. And it sets up the two hottest teams in the CFL right now. Ticats have won two in a row. Argos have won four in a row. So putting these two teams playing really well, head-to-head, it should be an exciting game. It's an important one for both teams, no doubt about it. Argos, if they go to 5-0, and now they've got a, a pretty nice lead in that East Division. And almost, I know it's early in the year, but leaves the, the Ticats, the Alouettes, and the Red Blacks battling for second spot. It would be really tough to catch the Argos if they win this one. But if the Tiger Cats can win, it's it's a real statement. It should be exciting. How are you feeling about this game? Yeah, it is very exciting. The Ticats with two wins, it's an entirely different story than what we were talking about two weeks ago. And to be honest, a win just feels more likely than you might have said two weeks ago when things were really going wrong and there was a lot of corrections to make. Well, you know, it it's uh, it seems like a team who can find a way to win. Ottawa came down to the wire, of course, and uh, you know Edmonton scored a lot of points in the fourth quarter. But really, the Ticats handled that that game uh, 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 much more so than maybe the score even uh, indicates. And I'm excited to watch this team. Of course, you've got the injuries that we'll talk about here that are going to be you know the main factor. Uh, you know, you're going to have to have offensive production from a very new, very young quarterback. Uh, and we'll get to that, but yeah, this, uh, this is the Labor Day precursor. This is at Tim Hortons field. Uh, we'll see uh, Toronto. I have nothing bad to say about that team right now. They seem to be the real deal. They're playing very good football. Um, you, you can see it. It looks that way on paper, uh, in years past, uh, specifically, well, these last two seasons, Toronto, even when they were winning games, that is not the way that it looked uh, statistically in the league. They were they were not uh, uh, at the top of those of those uh, boards, turnover ratio, second down conversion, all that. Well, this year they are. They they look good, and so it's going to take a tie. It's going to take everything for this Tie Cats team to uh, to get a win there. Do you blame some Tie Cats fans, Luke, if they're not fully believing yet? A win against Ottawa, a win in Edmonton, games that the Tiger Cats probably should win now you've got the argos top team in the league undefeated team do you think if the tiger cats can win this game there'll be a lot more believers that okay tiger cats have found their game after a slow start this game would make a a win here against toronto should make a believer out of any skeptic i mean this is this is a great challenge and a really good team coming into tim horton's field and the ticats have the obvious quarterback uh issues going on here the argonauts do not have that issue with chad kelly playing very well right now uh so if with a win after this game there would be no more skeptics i mean this is a team this is this would be a team who's overcome their uh their issues but uh yeah it's it's a great challenge and you know there's reason your first question was do i blame anybody who's still a non-believer my first answer is yes i do blame them they should be <laughs> they should be a believer all the way but the uh, for for this tiger cat team uh, but the reasons that you might uh, still ha- have some uh, skepticism as to if this if the, if they can go the long run here is there has been slow starts even those two games of course Ottawa and Edmonton 
uh, were coming into those matchups as losing teams. And uh, Edmonton, of course, is still it continues their struggles. Um, Ottawa with a great win uh, uh, recently in, in the against the West. So those games where you got those struggling opponents, they still had slow starts. I mean, they still they still struggled to get themselves up and going off the ground there. And uh, I don't think you're going to have the freedom to do that against Toronto. They're going to need to come out in this first quarter, maintain ball security, uh, and and put points on the board early. So you've led the interviewer a, a couple of times here, and I can pick up on that. So let's let's talk about Taylor Powell. <laughs> I know yes. you you brought it up a, a couple of times <laughs> indirectly, so let's go right at it. Uh, he'll get his <clears throat> his first CFL start. His first CFL pass was a touchdown. I remember talking to him in the preseason. He had just joined the team nine days before that first preseason game. Bo played the first two series, and then he came in really wouldn't have known the playbook that well, just being at camp for nine days, did pretty well in that preseason game. You think back, okay, it's preseason, but now all of a sudden that experience he got there, pretty valuable. He's come in confident. He's been able to learn under the tutelage of, of course, Tommy Condell and and listen to Bo Levi Mitchell and Matt Schiltz, two veteran quarterbacks in the CFL. But now it's showtime. Um, What do you expect from Taylor Powell? Well, I think they're going to give give him give him chance to make plays downfield, and that's exciting. I don't think we're going to see an overly conservative game plan. In fact, as the Ticats offensive uh, offensive uh, approach to these last games, and as Tommy Condell's moved through the season, they've had more success giving their guys chances. They're taking shots. They're not. It seems to me like they're not. They weren't going to go zero and four or zero and five, four and one. And finish those games saying, you know, well, we, we we weren't sure if we could move the ball down the field in big chunks. No, they were calling they were calling shots. And 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 uh, with Matt Schultz there, he was he was able to move the ball downfield. I actually don't expect they're going to change that very much. They're going to let Taylor Powell get a chance to to throw the ball downfield. Um, you can't expect to see, you know, and and I would hope that you know Condell and and those guys are going to game plan this to give him some quick quick options especially in the first uh quarter little quick route quick routes where you can kind of a quarterback is going to pre-snap read a lot of times he's going to pick his pick at least the half of the field he's going to prior to the ball even snapping kind of get him into the rhythm of the game without maybe giving him a real complex uh concept to read his way through um it is just a classic young quarterback puzzle is just you go in there, you want to do the best for the team, and sometimes that attitude, that effort can lead to turnovers. That'll lose the game for sure. You know, you a uh, uh, handful of turnovers will do it. Uh, Toronto has the most takeaways and the least turnovers, so yeah, they're winning the ratio by yeah. a combination of being great on both sides of the football. Uh, and sometimes, you know, that that can happen other ways. Sometimes an offense is is really good at keeping the football, but the defense doesn't take it away. And we've seen spells of that from Hamilton uh, and, and other teams in the league too. But this Toronto team is great at both, on both sides of that. Hamilton's gotten much better at it as well. I think I think the Ticats are negative three right now, net on the season, uh, giving the ball away a total three more times than they've taken it away. But it's but they've had some nice defensive turnovers in these recent games, timely. They've gotten points off of them, uh, defensive touchdowns off. So they got to keep that effort up. They got to make Chad Kelly make some errant throws, uh, tackle with their hatchets out. But Taylor Powell, uh, when that ball security comes to him, he's got to he's got to err on the side of of finishing every play. Uh, tie cat ball. 
Yeah, you know, at at practice on on Monday, I saw Ta- Taylor and uh, you know congratulated him on his first CFL pass and wished him luck in his first start. And he came by with the fist bump and and sometimes with perception. <laughs> anyway, I, w- I wound up. I felt fist bumping him too hard. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, jeez, like, can you imagine? <laughs> he was throwing hand, and but anyway, it was it was not that hard, of course. But it was. One I of thought those you were where... going to say you were icing your fist over there because his throwing <laughs> hand is so strong. <laughs> that, that, that's right. He hurt yeah. me. He didn't even feel it. So, yeah. so that's the good news. But uh, I, I was I was thinking afterwards, we got a fist bump with your non-throwing hand. Let's not even take any any risks there but he he can sling it watching him in practice he, he rips it in there he's got a great mm-hmm. arm i'm excited to see what he can do but the good thing there too luke is the running game has been much better and when you've got a, a guy making his first cfl start james butler seems to have a ton of confidence right now the offensive line is solidifying having tyrone riley back is is important so the running game should be effective. It has been in the last two games for the Tiger Cats, and that'll be crucial. And you know the Argos are game planning right now to stop James Butler in the run. They're going to try to make Taylor Powell throw the ball. I don't. I'm not in their meetings, but common sense would say that's what they're going to try to challenge the Tiger Cats with. But if James Butler can play like he did in the last game, it's going to be tough to stop the Tiger Cats run, isn't it? Yeah, you bet. And the that I mean, that's the Taylor Power and new quarterback or not. That's the best thing. One of the best things about having such a balanced offense is that the defense they 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 cannot play play unbalanced. They can't play unfair. They've got to give. They've got to uh, be in position to stop both the run and the pass. And they've got to uh, respect a guy like James Butler, especially coming off that game um, in Edmonton, and he's climbing up the league rankings for. Yards rushing right now made a huge made a huge difference at Edmonton. Huge. I mean, it controls. It helps control the clock. Of course, it gets first downs, moves the ball down the field. He scored a touchdown. I mean, it's just a a really great thing to watch. And I found it interesting to talking to Coach O. You know, this is not a case of oh, the game progressed in such a way where running made more sense. So like it, you know, you kept on it because it was the the field position and the uh the 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 game time situational awareness was just such that it asked for a run. Well, maybe part of it, but the other part is no, like they wanted to run the ball. Like they went into that game saying, if nothing else, we're gonna have ran the ball more times uh than we had in weeks past. It's a it's a concerted effort to to keep to get positive production on the ground in the run game and you love to see something like that just play out positively you know they 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 game plan for it they draw it up they, the old line feels comfortable and as they put it into onto the field uh they're starting to get big chunks in the run game and it, it makes everything look different watching the ticat offense and it makes everybody's job not just a running back of course who's loving getting those carries and getting all that production it makes certainly the o-line definitely the quarterback and even the receivers jobs uh easier and put into the mix Tyreek McAllister. You know, he's he's had some run plays, and he's also a receiver, great punt returner, second-best punt return average in the CFL right now. So I get the feeling we haven't even scratched the surface on what we're going to see from Tyreek McAllister from 
now going forward. I I just feel like he's going to be a lot more involved in the offense, and it adds another dynamic. Yes, you can key on James Butler, but maybe McAllister gets the handoff, or maybe they both go out to be receivers. Um, it, it's, it just adds a lot more options for Taylor Powell or whoever's at quarterback and, and the Tiger Cats offense. Are you as excited as me as seeing what Tyreek McAllister will add to this offense just to make them so much more unpredictable? I am, and there's no telling what it will be. He's going to catch some out of the backfield, and he's going to come in in his packages. And uh, and the CFL is so great for for how creative you can be with that because of the waggle motion. I mean, he can end up you can end up in the backfield having started out as one of the slot receivers and and motion your way into the run game. Um, there's all sorts of creative stuff you can do with screens and draws. And so, yeah, it's just it's 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 exciting to watch, and it's hard to prepare for as an opponent. Um, and not to mention what he's done in the return game. I mean, that was a really great-looking return that got called back in Edmonton. Um, he's one of those guys that feels like it could happen at every time he catches the ball. Let's talk about the the defense. There is a, a bit of a change. Richard Leonard will go to that field corner spot. Tunde Adelike is back, but Stavros Katsantonis will stay at safety. Tunde is going to the, the field half spot. And the the boundary side will stay the same with Kenneth George Jr. at the corner and J.B. and Elliott at the half. But Richard Leonard going to that that uh, field side corner, it, it seems, you know, he's so consistent. We've talked about it before on Cats this week, a reliable guy out there. But it has been an area that teams have been targeting. So it's something the Tiger Cats want to shore up on that side and having Adelike and, and Leonard, two veterans there, do you think that'll help? Well, you've heard Courtney, da- Courtney Stephen, and Mike Daly call Richard Leonard's footwork. I can't remember if they said magical or or uh, <laughs> what was the word? Miraculous or it's beautiful. I don't know. It's great. Some pos- some uh, overly positive term. So he's ballroom a he's a tech- caliber ballroom caliber f- uh, footwork. Yes, uh, it's a it's a it's a sight to see, and he is uh, a technician. Very quick, very very smart, uh, really really smart in open space out there with the t- with ball time and with the sort of uh, f- football knowledge of how how routes progress and where to expect receivers to get to. And so, yeah, it feels to me like kind of putting a trump card out into an open out into you know whichever spot you want to place him. Um, I think he's that I think he's that kind of defensive back. And so uh, we'll see. I mean, that's a it is a lot of field to cover over there. Uh, with the boundary, you know, with the hashes being narrowed last season, you know, that field isn't so far out of reach. That that field side isn't so far out of reach with the far boundary being brought in. So, uh, you know, he's going to get his chances to make plays. And I and I hope that I hope that the Argonauts uh, uh, put the ball in his direction sometimes. The more the more the more times they do that, the more chances he's going to uh, have to, to have a turnover. Yeah. As a receiver, Luke, uh, you had a lot of success. I'm looking at a couple of guys like Tim White and Duke Williams, top two receivers for the Tiger Cats, but kind of quiet games for them as far as targets and receptions in the past two games. Tim White had two receptions in the last game, but they were big ones, a 54-yarder and that touchdown that Taylor Powell threw on his first CFL pass. But Duke Williams was targeted once. He didn't have a catch. I I talked to him about it, and he – he said, yeah, it wasn't you know his most productive game, but he'll take a win and a James Butler, 127 yards rushing every day of the week, every game of the year if, if it turns into a victory. And he's happy to block and do what he can for that. But I, I think 
Ticats fans want to see, you know, those 100-yard receiving games from Duke Williams that he had earlier in the year and, and Tim White. Is there any concern as a receiver when you have a couple of games where you're not targeted as much and, and you don't have as many receptions? Yeah, there, it's it's on your head as a receiver. I know that. And I remember quiet games of mine. It's just, it's hard because, you know, in, in the weeks past, we're, you're pray, we're, we're here the, on the, on this, the Ticats Audio Network. We're in our podcast and we're saying, wow, Duke Williams has become such a great part of this Ticats offense. But you, but we got to run the ball more. They got to get the ball to, to James Butler. You know? <laughs> and, and then we're we go out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. yeah. RJ, you're such a, such a complainer, man. Oh, my goodness. We, we get out to Edmonton and James Butler, uh, you know, goes off for this huge game and, you know, ends up being quiet for Duke Williams. You know, that was a really, that, the catch, I can think back to the catch that he had in that kind of alley up the middle. T- lots of traffic around and it was it would have been a spectacular catch so if he had only had the one it would have been enough you know for a, to have a meaningful impact on the game uh and that was close but we'll see him get involved again i mean i i think he's done a great job across the middle kind of behind that linebacker linebacker depth the cfl slots have to have to sort of dominate in that five to 15 yard range you know interacting with linebackers below or above uh we'll see we'll see more of it you know and and uh and part of you know the what's the word i mean not the tragic part of a receiver's job but we have to block too you gotta you gotta get out there and be part of the run game and uh and duke's a big body and strong and 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 tough so uh you know he's he's making an un an an unknown unseen impact in james butler's performance as well yeah absolutely he's a big receiver and he he sort of had a you know, a little sly grin about what he was going to do against Toronto. So sometimes when star guys don't have a, a huge game, they come back with a, a pretty impressive one. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Duke put up some numbers against Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Tim White, the same. I mean, you, you know, and, and it's on uh, Coach O and Tommy's minds as well. You know, you, you want to keep those guys involved and, and playing if, as far as it comes down to play call. So it is a home game. That means it is the Greenworks Listen to Win contest. And Ticats fans, this this is a good one. So every home game, you need to listen for a keyword during the pregame show with Bubba and Andy. So you, you have to log on to Ticats.ca slash Greenworks to enter. And one lucky listener will win a Greenworks 1800 PSI pressure washer with high-pressure soap applicator. So you get the 1800 pounds per square inch. Of course, PSI, my my chemistry coming in handy there, <laughs> also says on the box. <laughs> but that high-pressure soap applicator, it's great for uh, washing your vehicles. Everybody needs a pressure washer, uh, courtesy of Greenworks, of course. So be sure to tune in to Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks at listen.tiecats.ca starting at 6.30 with Bubba and Andy. They'll give a, pre, uh, a, a key word. And you'll have to log in to ticats.ca slash greenworks to enter. So they'll let you know what the the word is. And then you have a chance to win that pressure washer. So there will awesome. be one lucky listener who hauls in that great prize. Montreal's in a bye week. So Ottawa will play in Calgary. Ottawa's pretty interesting, too, right now in that mm-hmm. East Division, Luke, with, uh, you know, they're at two wins. I would be shocked if Calgary... Their opposition doesn't make Dustin Crum throw the football. 
He's already the leading quarterback rusher in the CFL, and he's played just over a game and a half. Hmm. So running has been a big key, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what Calgary does because then next week the Tiger Cats have the Red Blacks again. So it'll be uh, uh, very interesting to see if they're, they're – is a weakness in the in the young quarterback but we're seeing a ton of young quarterbacks and friday's game at tim horton's field features two undefeated quarterbacks in 2023 now good point this is what we talk about all the time don't don't let truth get in the way of statistical facts (laughs) it's a fact that no losses for chad kelly no losses for taylor powell although this is his first start yeah you're right don't let truth get in the way of the point I'm making, okay? <laughs> well, no, it is true. I love it. They haven't it, it is. one's and lost. Here here's where the truth of that comes in is that is that yes, the Ticats have had their losses. Toronto beat uh Toronto beat Hamilton early this season. Taylor Power not Taylor Power not having uh, you know a part in that game. It is true that in that athlete's mind, you know, you you haven't lost a game, you know, in, in a sense. You, you do have that undefeated uh, feeling about you, and you threw a touchdown, you came in and held, held it together for the rest of the Edmonton game. There's no reason uh, why we shouldn't see him come out and play uh, uh, a, good, uh, a fine football game. I mean, uh, it's going to come down to Tommy Condell helping him a little bit, like I said, giving him those answers uh, to make early on. Uh, but you can't, you can't. You can't hide as a professional quarterback. You know you're going to have to make the you're going to have to make plays. You know it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come down to some of the things you do one way or another. Uh, and the other undefeated quarterback in the equation, Chad Kelly. Uh, like I said, I I've been impressed with him so far. I mean he's he's making uh, he's making these games uh, uh, look look easy for him. Yeah, and we talked about it at the start of the year, and I know I I needed to see more. What he had done coming into this year, I, I thought the there was a lot of accolades coming his way, and he kind of had to back that up, and he definitely has coming off career high with over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. When you you look at the Argos statistically, the run stands out. They're number one in the in the CFL. AJ Olette has been tough to bring down. He's pretty much a north south runner, but he'll run guys over. And Andrew Harris, mm-hmm. kind of the same type guy who comes in for. Uh, you know, quite a few runs himself, and he's a he's a future Hall of Famer. Uh, so Chad Kelly is proving he can he can throw the ball. Is there a key to stopping this Argos offense? Is it stop the run, or has Chad Kelly proven that hey, go ahead and do it because I'll I'll be able to throw it. Yeah, that's the tough thing about a good uh, offense. You know, there's not not going to be an easy answer. I I've thought the Ticats defense has looked great when they've taken away quick answers uh, f- for quarterbacks. When you go, there's so much space in the defensive secondary in the CFL. So if you if you go all game and you play a ton of man to man, you're going to lose some battles. You just can't win all across the board all those battles all the time. And so, uh, you, you know, you, you're in a sense there's a, there's the risk of getting beat big uh, uh, when you when you do that. But to me, with all that space, if they are going to give Chad Kelly time, you know, he's going to be able to find those. You can just move down the field with seven-yard gains, eight-yard gains, and then one of your five-yard throws turns into a 15-yard gain because the receiver makes somebody miss. And I think it's just you can really wear down a defense uh, by picking apart low zones. I, I don't know. I would really – I would take some space out. You know, I, I would I would make him find the matchup he wants, and then he's got he's to buy time and, and – and, 
be protected until he can make that throw. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's the thing about a team that's four and zero. They're you know they're gonna they're gonna make their plays too. They're gonna find ways to do it and. Uh, you can't go in spurts. Like I said, I mean, the Ticats really at Edmonton, they turned the ball over on the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of back and forth uh, in those first that first part of the game uh, until close to the end of the first half. I just don't think it's going to go that way against Toronto. I think that the Ticats have to come out and probably play their best uh, first and second quarter of the year. No better motivation than the top team, the most confident team. Argos, the defending Grey Cup champs, and they've zipped out to a 4-0 start. Game time is 7.30 at Tim Hortons Field. The Tiger Cats will be looking for their third straight win. Argos looking for their fifth straight. So two teams playing fantastic right now. If you can be at Tim Hortons Field, hope to see you there. If not, be sure to listen on Ticats Audio Network. Pre-game show at 6.30, and of course, it's the Greenworks Listen to Win Bubba and Andy will have some uh, great guests and great information leading into the game. And then Luke and I will have the call at 7.30 on the Cats Audio Network. Luke, can't wait to see you at Tim Hortons Field on Friday. Yeah, same here. It's going to be a great game, RJ. I'll see you there. It's been another busy week for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Luke Tasker and RJ Broadhead have covered it all, and now we would like to hear from you. Email us anytime at gamedayatiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiger Cats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.